The Westminster Shorter Catechism, question number 20, asks this question. Did God leave all mankind to perish in the estate of sin and misery? And the answer is that God, having out of his mere good pleasure from all eternity elected some to everlasting life, did enter into a covenant of grace to deliver them out of the estate of sin and misery and to bring them into an estate of salvation by a Redeemer. Welcome to another episode of the Lunch Break Hymn Sing, a podcast dedicated to the rediscovery of hymns, both ancient and modern. Was the atonement really necessary? We know that it was the love of God that brought about the atonement. For God so loved the world, as we see in John 3.16. We also know that sin is the intruder into God's creation. It goes against who He is, and therefore we as sinners must be dealt with accordingly. Did God really have to send His Son to take on human flesh and to atone for the sins of the world? Did He really have to become one of us to do so and then die on the cross? There are two views that help to answer these questions. The first is the hypothetical necessity view. God could have forgiven sin and saved his elect without satisfaction or substitution for the guilty. The second view, known as the consequent absolute necessity, views the atonement as being of the sovereign good pleasure of God to save lost men. It was absolutely necessary in that if God were to save the sinner, it could only be accomplished through the satisfaction brought about by a substitutionary sacrifice and blood-bought redemption. Scripture plainly backs the latter view. There was no other way, as John 3, 14-16 points out, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. We see that in Hebrews 9, 23. In order to be saved from sin, we must also be justified, Galatians 3.21. And the cross of Christ is the supreme demonstration of the love of God, Romans 5, verse 8. The atoning work of Christ can be seen as one of obedience. In his passive obedience, he willingly laid down his life for us. It was a work whereby he stepped down from heaven and became a servant, submitting to death on the cross. It was an obedience that was learned from the things he suffered. Salvation came through Christ's willingness to die the curse of death on the cross. The nature of the atonement was sacrificial. He was a lamb offered without spot, expiating our guilt and washing away sin so that we may come to fellowship with God. He is the great high priest, continually interceding on our behalf. The atonement accomplished by Christ was a propitiation for our sins. Since sin is a contradiction to the perfection of God, and he cannot but recoil against that which is the contradiction to himself, he has no choice but to respond to it with his holy wrath to which we are in the crosshairs. Christ stepped in as our substitute, satisfying the wrath of God in our place. By his death, we are also reconciled to God. 
God turned his back on his son so that he could face us. Christ's work of atonement also reconciles all of creation back to the Lord. We were a curse to the law. The law condemns us. Christ subjected himself to that law, lived under the law perfectly, and then became a curse to the law, taking our guilt and our sin. We were made just by this act of obedience, and even though we were still guilty of our sin, we are pardoned, redeemed from the condemnation of the law. For as we died with Christ, we also are raised up with him to newness of life. It truly is in Christ alone that our hope can be found. He is the only satisfaction of sin. He alone satisfied divine justice, then took his place at the right hand of God the Father. It was accomplished once for all. It was completed at the point in history when Christ hung on the cross. The atoning work of Christ is the display of the grace of God upon his elect. Christ is the head over all things, and all authority is given to him. All of creation can enjoy certain benefits from his death. The atonement is not universal, however. It is for a particular people whom the Lord gave to Christ. Christ came to redeem a particular people. He did not come to make man redeemable, rather to redeem man. Therefore, Salvation is offered to those he came to save, not the possibility of salvation. God is not the author of confusion. In his applying redemption to his people, there is a logical order found in Scripture to this application. Over the course of the next several weeks, we will be looking into this ordo salutis, or the order of salvation. We will be looking at effectual calling. We will be talking about man's conversion. We will be looking at justification, our adoption, our sanctification, and our final glorification. We hope that this will be a meaningful study that you can use in your small groups in church or talk about around the dinner table. At the end of this mini-series, we will be providing links to a PDF which will cover everything we have gone over, as well as chord charts to the hymns we will be singing as we go through each of these doctrines. We'll also be bringing on special musical guests along the way, and today we have joining us Henry Golett. Now, Henry is the music director at the church that I attend. He's been in church ministry for over 15 years and truly enjoys leading God's people and worship through song each and every week. And today he's going to lead us in Jesus Paid It All. I hear the Savior say, Thy strength indeed is small. Child of weakness, watch and pray. Find in me thine all in all. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, he 
washed in white as snow Lord, now indeed I find Your power and yours alone Can change a leopard's spots And melt a heart of stone Jesus paid it all to him I owe Sin had left a crimson stain He washed in white as snow And when before the throne I stand in him complete Jesus died my soul to save My lips will still repeat Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, he washed in white as snow. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain he washed in white as snow we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the lunch break hymn sing we look forward to seeing you next time until then enjoy your lunch break <laughs>